prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. We have a really good show planned today. During the first half hour, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Jeff Galini, to talk about some new research that actually points out the chemicals that are found in vegetables that prevent colon cancer. Very, very important. And then we're going to be joined by Joel Green to talk about scientism. The truth is out there, but how do you find it? Science has been co-opted. We're going to talk about that later in the show. A couple announcements I have to make, first of all. All-American Pharmaceuticals and EFX Sports is giving away six of their top-selling products absolutely free. You pay $5 and change for shipping. Go to superhumanradio.net, click one of the banner ads, put in your address, and get started today learning why, why so many people depend on their products to improve performance. Uh, And then also, uh, a little announcement to make. Now, every single show is available in transcribed fashion immediately if you go to the show page below the download link for the mp3 you'll find a link that will take you to a complete transcription of every single show so if you're somebody who likes to read or glean before you dedicate time to listen you'll be able to do that and patreon members if you remember patreon patreon.com forward slash superhuman radio you get a downloadable pdf version of that transcript so check it out Without further delay, this is Science for Humans with Dr. Jeff Galini. How are you doing, Dr. J? I'm doing wonderful. How about you today, Carl? Good, good. You've been traveling a lot, haven't you? I have, man. Boy. I mean, since you've become actually, for many years, uh, All-American Pharmaceuticals and EFX Sports depended on uh, sponsored athletes to help carry the word forward about their products, but the reality was they had a they had a sponsored athlete at at the helm of the company, and that was you. And since you've broken out, I mean, you've got like a half a million followers on Facebook now. Since you've broken out and become the face of the company, you're on the road a lot now. I am. I'm heading uh, here tomorrow to Ohio. I'll be in Sylvania, which is Toledo, Ohio, at Bullfrog Nutrition, doing an appearance and book signing. Jay Cutler will be there, too, so I'm in good company, man. Yeah, man. This is so cool. I, I just feel like it was it was about time that you stood up and took the fanfare that you deserve, and I know that the, the fans love to meet you. They love to see you. They love to talk to you, because you're probably one of the most down-to-earth, approachable guys uh, that they'll meet in this industry. So yeah, check that right. out. And, I, and I love I love talking to people. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to be talking today about something interesting. I know this is a yeah. this is a big deal for you because you're a huge guy. It was like people just don't eat enough vegetables. You've said this to me a thousand times. You know, um, I posted a picture of dinner the other night, and I said plant based doesn't have to be mean doesn't have to mean meatless. But clearly, right. we need to eat more vegetables. And now this study is pointing out that uh, certain compounds found, especially in broccoli, prevent colon cancer. This, I'll tell you, was very, very interesting. You know, as you know, I have my new um, 
nonprofit foundation, St. Anthony's Research and Education Institute. And one of the things we're going to be continuing on is cancer research. I'm very passionate about finding a cure. But I think a lot of it is preventable, and this study really excited me um, because it's something as simple as eating vegetables that are rich in indole-3-carbonyl. Right. You know, basically when you eat these uh, kale, cabbage, and broccoli, uh, just to mention a few, you know, uh, your body converts that into this indole-3-carbonyl. Um, but very interesting. You know, I used to call these kind of a pre-probiotic because of what they do to the gut. Interesting. And, and, and to be clear about this, there were supplements that came out with indole-3-carbonyl back in the day that was supposed to have the ability to cause the body to clear more estrogen uh, mm-hmm. through the liver, right? Isn't, isn't that the compound that they used to use, a natural compound, for women to help control high estrogen levels? Right. It, it is. You know, I mean, most of these compounds obviously have multifaceted um, situations that they deal with. This just happens to be one thing that indole-3-carbonyl does, but there are a variety of other things like what you mentioned. Um, it has come and gone in the supplement industry. It's really uh, funky tasting and smelling. It smells like sulfur. <laughs> you, uh, you get it on your hands. You stink for days on end. Right. It's very it's very tough to work with. But interestingly, the indoles, especially in broccoli, have been attributed to a variety of health benefits over the past few years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we've been talking about the gut. I mean, you and I are gut people. I saw uh, an interview. I don't know if it was recent or a long time ago. You did with Palumbo about the gut. Right. I just happened to see that last night, and I'm right, thinking, right. you know, people people don't realize that everything comes back to the gut. And I like this study because they went on to say, you know, we've uh, we've told people that eating red meat causes colon cancer. Uh, I think we're wrong, you know. And, at, and least, at, least to... at least they're saying that now, right? Back in the day, they wouldn't have given yeah. that up, right? And, you know, a lot of that, they had no real opinion. It was a speculation. It wasn't even what I call a hypothesis. I mean, it was just somebody's speculation because of some far-fetched idea where, you know, this study um, basically is showing that that AHR uh, chemical you know, is what is causing the stimulation of these these cells. I mean, these bacteria are living. There's trillions of them, and they send out signals. You know, so it's a very, very uh, integral system, very delicate, yet very robust at the same time. You know, when we talk about the gut, it's actually discounted in its impact and health because we don't realize that the gut is the immune system. But even Mm -hmm. saying it's the immune system somehow uh, makes it less sound less important than other things. But I want to tell you about a study that's being done right now in California. There's an anti-rejection drug called rapamycin. Rapamycin was a microbe that was discovered in the sand of one of the Easter Islands a long, long time ago. And what rapamycin does is when they give you a kidney transplant or a heart transplant from another person, they give you rapamycin because rapamycin literally shuts off your immune system. Now, just just wait, listen to this for a second, because I've come up with an idea for anti-aging I want to share. So rapamycin literally turns off the immune system so your body doesn't go, hey, that's not my heart. 
I got to get that thing out of here. I got to kill it because that's what would happen if they don't turn off your immune system. Your immune system goes, that's not an original part of mine. I don't know how that got in here, but I got to eradicate it. It, and it. it releases T cells and all these other cells that are designed to go out there and destroy that new organ you just got. Well, what they've discovered is if you take a low dose of rapamycin once every two weeks, and rapamycin has a half-life of about 12 hours, so we're talking about not enough to make you susceptible to getting a, a, a life-threatening cold or something, which people who have organ transplants, they have to be careful of getting anything because their immune system is turned off. But if you give the immune system a vacation for 12 hours once every two weeks, Amazing things happen to the body. The body literally starts to get younger. So what does this mean to us? Here's what I think it means to us. Having a robust immune system, but one that's not busy attacking everything is the key to longevity. Just having a strong immune system isn't enough. If you're drinking things and eating things that give you a stuffy nose or immune response, your immune system is working all the time. An immune system that works all the time starts to attack the body by accident. So the key to longevity is not just having a strong immune system, but having one that's not doing battle all the time. That's gonna, they're going to discover yeah. that 100 years from now. They're going to go, oh, now we know how to live for 200 years. Well, and, you know, I've already discovered this with arthritis. I mean, people don't realize that, again, arthritis is preventable. It's the immune system continually thinking there is uh, something happening at that joint. You know, when you're injured, when you get a cut, you know, you've got all these cells coming in. They're doing battle. That's why it gets red. And when those cells continually think there's an injury, you get what's called chronic inflammation, which then leads to arthritis. So this is all going back to what you said. You know, if your immune system is constantly taxed, it kind of goes into autopilot, so to say, and it thinks, oh, okay. And it, it, it goes into the far extreme where it starts killing off good stuff right. and attacking good cells and good tissue. Right, right. So, something I just thought about here, I was actually thinking about this. Um, you know, I'm always against these people who get way off to the left on diets. I'm a vegetarian. I only eat vegetables. I'm a meatarian. I only eat fats. And, and we've seen so many of them. Yes. I think a lot of the problems are is people don't understand the importance of food to our body. Everybody is so concerned about either gaining muscle or losing body fat that they are losing longevity because they're leaving out things like kale, cabbage, and broccoli because too many carbohydrates or too many calories. Or, 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 like or leaving out good, healthy red meats and, 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 and missing out yeah. on B12 and creatine and, other, and, and zinc and other things yeah. like that. Yeah. And I understand there are certain things that, you know, don't agree with your body, and, and you should not eat those. You know, for instance, if you're bothered by lactose or gluten, then, you know, moderate or don't eat those. But don't just go on some, you know, fad tangent. Because something is going to be deficient. And that's why I'm against all of these diets, so to say. I'm not against, you know, uh, doing keto or, or doing Atkins or South Beach or anything, but I'm against, you know, that people don't understand how to do them and they completely take it so far to the left that they cut out things, you know, that are important. Like you said, whether it's just, I'm not eating a red meat, why? Uh, because uh, it's got too much fat. Oh, really? I'm not eating broccoli. Why? Because, you know, it's a living plant. 
Oh, okay. You I know what? I, I, it's so funny you say this. I just went on this rant Tuesday. And I Did said, you? yeah, because I said, you know what? I, I, I stay in the middle. When it comes to diet, you have to stay in the middle. If you're out to a fringe on the left or the right, if your diet allows you to belong to a club yeah. or a cruise, gives you special membership to a cruise or an event, you're picking the diet for the wrong reason. You're picking it for social structure instead of what is, is, is really good for your body. And the middle, now, now there are foods that you should avoid. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But the reality is that eating a healthy diet is more about being in the middle than being on the fringe somewhere. Absolutely. And, and taking a step back, you know, back to nature, so to say, you know, uh, once you process something, you've killed the food. I mean, you take, uh, you know, broccoli, for instance, once you boil it and steam it and kill it, I mean, you done killed off all the nutrients. You know, you've got to get it as close to raw as possible, let alone frying it or modifying it or, you know, round up it. I mean, those are all the things right. that kill the food sources. And, you know, this day and age, with all of us so busy, you know, we depend on fast foods. And let's face it, you know, we are not getting enough vegetables. And this is just one thing that we find in vegetables. People forget about how important fiber is to the gut. You know, again, uh, the people that go so far to the left on keto where, you know, they're drinking uh, quarts of soybean oil and eating, you know, two pounds of butter and they're getting no vegetables because, you know, there's a, a milligram of carbohydrates. Again, you, you know, you're going you're gonna to break down. You're going to hinder your system. And this study is a perfect example about balance. Um, it's not saying don't eat red meat. It's basically saying, look, red meat doesn't cause colon cancer. This is what we're finding. It's a lack of this indole-3-carbinol. Here is where it comes from, and here is what it does. So I like that not only did they give us some information, but they already came up with what it does the and pathway. basically a mechanism yeah, of how this works. Yeah. yeah, and that's important because too often people are expected to take information blindly just because someone said the majority of Americans today are smart. They want to know why something does what it does. Yep. And it's not just the fiber, as you point out. It's the other, uh, uh, what do I want to say? The other in things that are in these vegetables that actually have health benefits aside from just the fiber. Well, and this is the other cool thing is, they basically genetically modified these uh, these animals so that they wouldn't produce any any of the AHR or the C13 or whatever that was. Um, so they went into inflammation mode. They started to develop colon cancer. But did you see when they reintroduced the indole-3-carbonyl, the broccoli and the kale to their diet, that the cancer reversed and went into remission? Which, which and isn't that wonderful to people who are listening to the show right now? Going, gosh, I haven't been eating much vegetables because I'm on the new carnivore diet. Yeah. Like, just reintroduce it. Don't worry about it because it'll fix things. It's not about yeah. you know. It, it it it's not like uh. It, it really is. Food is medicine. That's the, that's really the bottom line here. Take it seriously. Yeah. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back to discuss this a little bit further. Stay tuned.
What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. Who ever heard of a supplement company that lets you pick the products they make and sell? What you have now, we are All-American Body, a factory direct supplement brand proudly brought to you by All-American Pharmaceutical. Don't pay more somewhere else. You can get the same or even better products directly from us. Now check this out. All-American Body is a brand about you. Tell us what to make next so you can save big. Go ahead and request a specific ingredient. You know, arginine, citrulline, vitamin D, a product type or category, keto, greens, naturals, herbals, nootropics, and even a specific branded product or formula. We'll either copy it exactly or make it even better. And best of all, it won't cost anything close to what you've been paying, period. And if we do end up using your suggestion, you'll get the first bottle absolutely free. We'll also give you full credit on that product's description page. You'll be famous signing autographs and people asking you to take pictures with them wherever you go. So head on over to allamericanbody.com right now. That's allamericanbody.com and make your product request today. All American Body, crazy savings, insane results. Hi, I'm Ashley Grace co-founder of H-Hemp Company. Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started H-Hemp Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from H-Hemp Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try H-Hemp Company products. Search H-Hemp Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping. That's HMP Company and code SHR. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon One. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000. Or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon One. Go Go to redcon1.com, that's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one.com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse CanSee eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how CanSee eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. This is the Superhuman Channel. Evolution just got kicked up a notch. 
Welcome back. Eat your vegetables. And eat your meat. You know, I like to just stay with this for a second longer, this idea that the the extreme diets that we've undertaken for specific reasons. I mean, I can see you doing full-on keto for the rest of your life if if you've got glioblastoma and you're reversing your brain tumor uh, or doing it for a few years as prescribed by the Food and Drug Administration for the treatment of epilepsy and seizures in young children. But but when you look at us from an evolutionary perspective, we our diet changed with the season, our jo- diet changed with the with with the geography that we happen to be inhabiting. We have not eaten the same thing day in and day out uh, ad infinitum the way we do today, thanks to agriculture and refrigerators and cupboards and food processing. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to be said about that as well. The you know I was just talking to somebody the other day and I said, well, pretty soon. I'm going to start phasing fruit out of my diet. And and she said, why? I said, well, we wouldn't have had fruit in the wintertime. Oh, she said, but we do now. That Why not take advantage of it year long? And I said, well, perhaps the body likes it the way it's had it for millions of years instead of just the past <laughs> hundred. Yep. It, it just, what do you think? Uh, you know, that is a good point. I mean, the body does like, I believe, um, consistency, but... I think, again, nature has put together the seasons for a reason. You know, there's a reason why it snows. Why does it snow? Why does it get cold? Why does right. everything die? Right. I think it's, it's a way for us to rest. You know, um, most people don't do as much in the winter. There's more time to rest, recuperate. But I think you're absolutely right. I think sometimes the diet needs to take a little rest from things. Um. You know, especially nowadays, unless you got, you know, you live in California and you get, you can get organic fruit, you know, those people uh, have adapted to be eating those things year round. But yeah, there is a point to that. That is interesting. Well, and, and, and there's, there's, uh, the, what I like to call the theory of abundance and scarcity. And I've actually mm-hmm. talked about this over the years. And we know that, Everything in life seems to work for a while, and then it stops working. And that's because when right. something is is always there, the body adapts to it. This this has to do with exercise modalities. It has to do with diets. It even has to do with drugs. You know, right. uh, there was a guy named Bill Roberts who wrote a, a, a little short book about using anabolic steroids for two weeks on, four weeks off, so that you don't interrupt the hepatic, I mean, the uh, hypothalamic, uh, pulsatility and, and, and feedback. And you can actually ride that out for years, he postulated, without interrupting your own natural testosterone levels because the body will, uh, you could take testosterone, injectable testosterone for two weeks before the HPT axis goes, oh, we don't need to make testosterone and it shuts off. So his theory was you do it for two weeks and then you stop for four and let the body do its own thing. And you t- you're making small gains over a longer period of time and you end up better off in the long run. So we know that there's a, and, and then Alex Leaf wrote a fantastic blog post on the website, superradio.net, about taking fish oil supplements. And what they discovered was that when people took the same dose of fish oil day in and day out, the body started to burn the DHA mm-hmm. as a source of energy instead of using it to stop inflammation. But when you took a bolus erratically, 
like two or three times a week, the body stored the DHA and it used it to, to quench inflammation. So what that tells you is that when the body sees you're getting that stuff every day, it goes, oh, it's nothing special. We don't need to do anything. We're going to have more tomorrow. Let's waste it today. And, and, and really, that approach to taking fish oil more emulates the way we would have eaten fish. We would have eaten a big piece of fish maybe two or three times a week. The body goes, yep. oh, I'm going to save that DHA so that I can put out the fires of inflammation. But if you're eating it day in and day out for every single meal, the body goes, I don't have to be, I don't have to be particular about what I do with this. Well, and the other thing is people need to learn to listen to their body. Mm-hmm. You know, your body, when you, uh, again, you've got to be tuned in. You know, when you're craving something sweet, your body is telling you you need some fruit. If you're not craving it, you don't need it. Don't eat it. I mean, don't, uh, too many people go, uh, and especially, you know, you get into bodybuilders, well, I just eat, you know, for what I have to have, and it's all a numbers game. But really, it has to be what you're feeling. You know, if you are tired and you've got no energy, I'm sorry. You need some carbohydrates, not caffeine. You know, if you're feeling weak, a little depressed, you need more red meat. You know, you you will have cravings at time for fish or chicken or certain protein sources because you need something that is found in those protein sources. So, again, we really have to learn how to listen to our body. I always say, we listen to our car. We know every knock and every light, and we take it in, and we get a service, and we fill the tires up because something's wrong, but we don't want to listen to our body, Carl. It's really funny that you say this because you have to really ignore your body to develop a disease in today's day and age. Yep. You, you, have, yep. to, you have to be like, like go, go, coming full circle to the whole immune response. If you eat a certain food that makes your nose stuffy, makes you itchy, makes you feel terrible, but you keep eating it, you're ignoring your body's reaction because you love the way that food, that food tastes. So you have to yeah. ignore it for a long time, and then eventually you develop a disease. You run your car at 100 miles an hour. If you could go straight forever, the motor's going to blow up. I mean, you're going to run out of gas. You know, I mean, so again, the body is the same way. You know, you can't just run it and disregard all the warning signs and think that you can stick water down in the gas tank because it's cheaper and nothing's going to happen to the motor. Well, same thing with the body. People just don't think they put stuff down their throat, not thinking what it's doing to their system. You know, our our body is very resilient, but as we uh, decrease and we start killing off microbes, you know, again, ailments are going to happen. Or aging. Most of them are... Yeah, most of them are preventable. Yeah. I will continue to say that. And, and the, the old, one and the older you get, our, our, right? Yep. The, the older you get, the, the the less the body likes to compensate. Yep. And we get lazy. You know, uh, I've heard people go, "Well, you know, I've lived to be fifty, so who cares? I'm going to die sooner or later." Well, how about a hundred? Pick a number. You know. I'm with you, man. I'm with you on you know this. What I'm Real quick, so, let's plug where you're going to be again this weekend for the, the listeners who are listening live. Yes, sir. So I'm going to be in Sylvania, Ohio. That's Toledo, Ohio. It's up uh, toward the Michigan border um, at a store called Bullfrog Nutrition. Great supplement store. Um, they sell a lot of EFX sports. Uh, so I'm going to be up there for book signing and appearance. But there'll be uh, Jay Cutler will be there along with three or four other IFBB pros um, the owner, Paul Callahan, uh, somehow has gotten all these people to come in for his one-year anniversary. Um, if you're going to be around the Lorraine area, because I know a lot of people are going to come see me. As a matter of fact, we had our class reunion last weekend, 
and I didn't know about it till the last minute, and I said, well, geez, I'm not going to be in town till the weekend after, so they're having a special Dr. Jeff reunion. Dude! I, I, felt, I felt kind of special, man. You're like a rock star. <laughs> I, I was like, are you kidding me? You know, because I have some friends that I, I keep in contact with from high school, and all of a sudden it's all over Facebook. You know, come see Dr. Jeff at Mark's house, 6 o'clock open, you know. That's going to be so cool. Well, have fun. So I, I told my friend, I said, you may end up, uh, you know, 100 people there. <laughs> I hope you do. That will be so cool. Take pictures. Do do a Facebook Live if that's what happens. If they really oh, I'm, I'm going to. You know me, man. I'll be, I'll be Facebooking and Instagram living and kind of showing people what's going on. But I'm excited. Uh, that's my hometown. So that's where I'll be at this weekend. And next uh, trip will be the Mr. Olympia in Las Vegas in September. There you go. Have fun this weekend, and make sure if you're listening to the show and you're up there to stop by and say hello to Dr. Jeff. Love to see you guys. Talk to you later, brother. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take one quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to be joined by Joel Green. So we're going to talk about scientism and in search of the truth. How do you decipher what science to pay attention to and what not to? It becomes very, very confusing. We're going to try to get to the bottom of that in just a minute. Stay tuned. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. Who ever heard of a supplement company that lets you pick the products they make and sell? What you have now, we are All-American Body, a factory direct supplement brand proudly brought to you by All-American Pharmaceutical. Don't pay more somewhere else. You can get the same or even better products directly from us. Now check this out. All-American Body is a brand about you. Tell us what to make next so you can save big. Go ahead and request a specific ingredient. You know, arginine, citrulline, vitamin D, a product type or category, keto, greens, naturals, herbals, nootropics, and even a specific branded product or formula. We either copy it exactly or make it even better. And best of all, it won't cost anything close to what you've been paying, period. And if we do end up using your suggestion, you'll get the first bottle absolutely free. We'll also give you full credit on that product's description page. You'll be famous signing autographs and people asking you to take pictures with them wherever you go. So head on over to allamericanbody.com right now. That's allamericanbody.com and make your product request today. All American Body. Crazy savings, insane results. Hey, this is Carl. Start Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. 
That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N labs.com. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplement supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to redcon1.com. That's R E D C O N the number 1.com or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Eat dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high protein low carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert. But this is no ordinary dessert with 20 grams of high quality whey protein isolate 17 grams of prebiotic fiber and sweetened with stevia these bars will make you feel like you're cheating but you're not go to superhumanradio.com and click the quest protein bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars you've got your devices and apps that track your activity workout sleep and diet you have your medical records and blood work all this data and none of it is integrated so you can see a true snapshot of just what progress you're you're making and where now you can securely centralize all this data and become the ceo of your health heads up health gives you powerful dashboards charts and tools to connect all your data into meaningful information one seamless platform go to headsuphealth.com today use code shr and get 20 percent off your subscription that's headsuphealth.com and use code shr this is the superhuman channel where brawn and brains finally meet So, we have a uh, a new store available at superhumanradio.net. Dr. Paul Constanti, a friend of mine, has agreed to put up his Metagenic store at superhumanradio.net, which means that you can now buy Metagenic supplements, typically only available to you through health practitioners, doctors, and so on, at superhumanradio.net. You'll see banner ads uh, more and more arriving on the website in the upcoming days. Right now, there's a top banner ad when you go to one of the back pages. And we were just talking about the importance of uh, broccoli and things with indole-3-carbinol in it. And Metagenics actually has one of the best uh, I3C supplements on the market today. Uh, Go to superhumanradio.net, click the Metagenics banner ad, shop around. You won't find a better brand that actually does the research and funds the studies uh, than Metagenics. Check it out. So my guest now is uh, a returning guest, a good friend of mine. I'll actually be hanging out with him at the end of the month, and that's Joel Green from Veep, V-E-E-P.com. How you doing, Joel? Hey, Carl. Great, man. Um, what a fantastic tie-in, the whole Metagenics thing. <clears throat> um, Are you familiar with them? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, Metagenics is uh, just right around the corner from where I'm at. Um, but this actually ties into some of the things we were going to talk about. Um, so I would say to your listeners, um, run, don't walk to buy those supplements if you can get them. Um, it's interesting because I have a, I have a friend who, um, had a, had an, uh, abscess in the knee, went to the doctor, they they, they gave her a cortisone shot. Of course, that just messed everything up. And she's actually taking a Metagenics product right now, which, um, which I, 
for me, just to understand what understanding what it is that they're selling, it's mind boggling to think this is available to the public, but it's, it's, it's a, um, it's there. They are omega three derivatives, but what SPMs, people- SPMs, I take them. They're called, they're called a specific pro, uh, uh, pro resolve and mediators. Right. Metagenics they- is the only company that does this. They take, uh, fish oil, and they extract from the fish oil and concentrate the SPM portion of it. Right. Uh, so I took them when I first had my foot surgery. Part of the reason that I healed so fast was yeah. because I was taking six of those a day along with my fish oil. Yeah, it's it's when you dive into um, what are what are called steroidal fractions of omega three fats. They're called eicosanoids. Um, and when you dive into these things and then you begin to fraction them out, uh, you get things that are as powerful or more powerful than drugs, um, and they can work on a lot of different things. And that particular product you were using, um, it's called 18HA and 17HDHA, and they're all fractions of steroidal eicosanoids. And when you break down how inflammation works, um, there are very specific signaling molecules on the um, EPA omega-3 side of the equation with very specific proteins called resolvins that um, are the initiators of spinning down inflammation. And so to think that you could get a product like this without a prescription is amazing. And, and, and let me say something. I still take them today. I take them post-workout with my post-workout meal because <clears throat> they help you recover from your workouts faster. In fact, I sincerely believe what I'm about to say. I use two IUs of growth hormone post-workout with a, a group of other peptides. N- but nothing... Nothing makes me feel like I'm ready for a workout the next day, like when I take those SPMs. I take four of them post-workout. They're not cheap. But look, people spend a lot of money on drugs to help them recover faster so that they can train. These SPMs are like magic. Well, yeah, they are. Uh, like I said, they are They are as or more powerful than drugs. When you When you break down signal and you break down signal tracking and signal molecules in terms of I actually did this once with Ron Penna at Quest you know I broke down both sides of the inflammation equation um, and when you look at the omega-3 side and you look at these very specific eicosanoid derived compounds um, they are essentially the, the master switches that regulate inflammation and when you start taking um, very specific uh, eicosanoid fractions of omega fats you can do things that um, simply boggle the mind. I mean, it's the basis of endocannabinoid signaling and all kinds of other things. But these things are incredibly powerful food-based substances that, um, like, like, like it, you, you are uh, an example of what I'm talking about. They're more powerful than drugs. And where this ties into our convo today, which I thought was really interesting, is – uh, this this whole show started from a, a thread in one of your forums you were doing. Yeah, so let, let, let me let me set the stage. So let me set the stage. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm very open minded about things, but I am not someone who is susceptible to snake oil. I'm just not because I have a pretty good BS meter. Um, when we were at Quest one of the times in the past, uh, what they did there was they actually uh, it was Victoria Adelis, I believe. Uh, they drew blood. Uh, they looked at the phenomenon called Rouleau effect, where the red blood cells clump together. They stack up like, like a roll of quarters, which impairs oxygen-carrying ability, but also could increase thrombotic index uh, and, and clotting. And then she sat with a, 
uh, a pad at her desk for like a half hour, and they drew blood again, and they used a dark field microscope, and the blood, the red blood cells went end to end. The clumps were all gone. And so when that happened, it was the first time that I actually thought grounding isn't BS, right? I, I, like I, Up to that point, I thought grounding has to be BS. Come on. But when I saw that, I saw a direct physiological effect on blood. And then I thought to myself, there's more going on than, than just that, obviously. So I was commenting, uh, and a guy named Peter uh, – no, no, I can't think of his name. I'll find it in a second. But anyway, um, he was saying that grounding is BS, and he's a physicist, and it's complete hogwash. And, and, and I was saying – there may be more to it from an evolutionary perspective. There was a time where we thought sun was dangerous for us. Now we're understanding that the lack of sun is leading to diseases in our population. And we evolved with feet on the earth. And even back in the day when we, um, some uh, 40,000 years ago, we started to make uh, take hide from animals and make soles to protect our feet, uh, we, we still had... Uh, we had no, we had dielectric failure. We had the ability for uh, for voltages to pass through the skin from from through the soles of those those. But now we've gone to rubber. Everything is grounded. We live in homes that are off the ground. And could there be an effect of this? Could grounding be doing something? So I'm open minded. I was being told that the science is weak, and you jumped in and you made some comments as well. So now you pick it up from there. This is why we're doing the show today, because how do you know? what science to pay attention to and what not. The science that was pro-grounding was dismissed as being faulty, uh, improperly done. The science that was against grounding was, was viewed as uh, uh, altruistic and honest and, and on the mark. How do you choose? Yeah, it gets into a really interesting discussion. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of things we just assume to be true that, that are, in fact, probably not true. And, and the bigger question really just gets to, like, well, how do we know how can we find what is true? And underlying a lot of this are some, some really big fundamental shifts that have happened um, both societally and within science over the last 20 years. And underlying these are, are very, very profound shifts in, in what it is that <clears throat> how, how we can know what's true, uh, what science can do, what science can't do, and are there other ways that we can know what's true? And, you know, at the end of the day, what science is supposed to be is an open search for truth. That's what science is, is supposed to be. It's supposed to be, well, we take the data and the data takes us uh, to the truth regardless of our bias. That's what it's supposed to be. But what we have today um, are, are, we have we have variants of that. We have a thing called scientism, which can be interpreted a lot of different ways. Um, scientism really sort of as a phrase began in the mid '90s when a chemist named Peter Atkins uh, wrote um, wrote a, a big long essay called "Science as Truth," and it was a big shift. Um, prior to that, like when I was growing up, like. Um, uh, Carl, you probably experienced this as well. Like, if you took a college class and there was a scientist professor teaching it, they were very humble. They were very, like, um, very, um, very, very uh, limited in, in in making prognostications about the universality of things. They, they would say things like, well, you know, we don't know. It may be. We can't be sure. We don't know. It was a very, very sort of a humble thing. And what you find today is the exact opposite of that. You find, yes. like, if a scientist says it, it must be true. Um, and so the, the sort of like, um, the, the, the creeping sort of belief that number one, that, that 
science is universally competent to answer any and all questions, number one, and that sort of the religious, religification of it, where that, you know, the guy in the lab coat is really the, the modern clergy, and if he says it, well, therefore it must be true and it can't be questioned. These are things that have actually crept into the picture now, and that's, that's sort of one thing. And, and another thing along with that is, well, is that the only way that we can know what's true? And it turns out mm, that's well, that, that's that's kind of the, the the soil for the show is like, are there other ways that we can know what's true? Are they valid? What are the you know, and all all these things? I think they play on the audience because we have entered this age that um, was spoken about by people like Huxley, where um, by and large people would just defer what they thought to what authority figures tell them is true. And I just personally, I like to think for myself, and I think most people like to think they think for themselves. But if we're deferring to what authority figures tell us is true, how do we really know what's true? And and, and the reason this is important is because it's happening in every area of life today. It, it, this is not about grounding, right? I'm not I'm not I'm not saying oh we're we're talking about grounding here today. This is science in general. What's happening to us right now, as you so accurately pointed out, the 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 the, the hallmark of scientific discourse used to be. Uh, that people were allowed to have opinions um, and were allowed to use scientific evidence to propose. Uh, we used to use the term postulate a lot uh, that because we didn't know. The, the reason that doctors practice medicine is because medicine isn't finished becoming medicine yet. It's changing every single day. And even in that thread... When this gentleman kept saying, well, you know, physics, 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 I said, well, later, let me, hasn't physics been wrong? At one time, physicists thought that light traveled through something called ether, that we were surrounded by ether, and that's how light traveled from point A to point B. And then they found out that that wasn't true. So uh, to stand and dig your heels in today about anything about science just shows that you are not a scientist. You are more like a clergy. You have dogma. You have an investment in your opinion. Maybe you've written a book. Maybe you're a blogger. Maybe you're someone who goes around and speaks and makes money based on this opinion. If you're willing to defend it and say, no, this is absolutely the way it is, then you're going to end up like a lot of other people in the scientific community from hundreds of years ago that we look back and go, wow, they had it wrong. So you, you got to be, you got to be, cordial you have to be open to discourse you can maintain your opinion you can say well i I disagree with that i'll maintain my opinion but today and 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 quite frankly joel the problem is the people and here's why i say that because people want to be told what's the one thing i need to do What's the one drug I need to take? What's the one diet I need to stick to? What's the one exercise I need to do? People want to be told, and this has opened up a bumper crop of self-appointed gurus today. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I, I never consider myself, uh, you know, an expert or a guru. I just I just consider myself a, a consumer who's, you know, been been led the wrong direction so many times by gurus and experts that I just... You know, if we're going to talk about something, I'm going to be really educated on it and I'm going to know as much as I can know on it. And so so based on that, I like to think for myself. And what you're speaking to really is um, 
what we would call um, infantilism or or keeping intellectually keeping people sort of children in a sense because rather than think for yourself what you'll hear a lot is well what's the answer or or I, I don't know I have to defer to you know the authority figure whoever he is maybe he's you know uh, maybe he's a, a guru you follow or whoever and you really hit it on the head when you said referencing what happened in, in your forum because it used to there's there's the kind of the the pre sort of shift that I'm talking about and the post there's three key markers I think as you were talking I was thinking about the first was humility uh, we were in an era where you found a lot of scientists were actually very humble they would say why well, we don't know but now you find arrogance you find like when, when you're when you're talking with gurus and stuff, you, you find this sort of arrogance they're like no here's how it is and then the second was this previously this belief that we were in this open search for truth. And now what you find is that there's this idea that science is this closed loop belief system that you either agree to or you don't. And if you don't agree, then, you know, you get called names and you're a denier or whatever. But it's this intellectual hegemony that is not scientific in nature. It is institutional in nature. Mm -hmm. And so you have this thing where, we have mistakenly come to think, well, scientists is science because a science, if a science, if a scientist does it, it must be science. And so with that is this bias that, um, first of all, we know that all human institutions, um, are historically unreliable institutions and that they are all prone to self-serving and corruption and the same things that, um, that, all institutions fall victim to. Uh, but, but we get into this sort of bias where we think that, well, well, not, not the science clergy. Um, they, they are immune to institutional bias, institutional corruption. They're immune to that. Um, if, if the guy has, if somebody has their, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, genius smock on, then they are free from institutional bias. But what we find in practice is that, um, that's not really true that the inst- the institutional process of what we call science, um, we think it has this unshakable reliability, but it's just as vulnerable. And I'll give you one example. Um, so correlation and causation is something we think, well, you know, science, that's what science is supposed to ferret out, right? Right? It should ferret it out, right? Right. So let's take glutens. You have glutens and you have sort of like you have a lot of you have a lot of quote unquote, you know, gurus that will tell you what glutens are bad. But what you find is a correlation and it doesn't mean that it's causative. The correlation is that when you find gluten intolerances, what's missing are certain types of bacteria. And then when you replace those bacteria, the gluten intolerances go away. And so we have this entire body of thinking in nutrition that it should be free of this sort of corruption in thinking, correlation versus causation, but it's not. Why? Because the institution is just as vulnerable to those errors of thinking. And so what we've been thinking is, oh, well, it's the foods. The problem is the foods. See, science shows us it's the foods. Guess what? It's not the foods. It was a correlation. But causatively, what it is is the bacteria in your gut. And time and time again, the science is now showing that when we replace uh, the right bacteria in the gut, all the gluten-free all the gluten intolerance symptoms go away. So it was it was a mistake in thinking. It was never the foods. It was the bacteria. We just conflated the the, the cause based on correlation. Right. 
You know, I want to take a break. I want to get deeper into this, but I also want to start to ask people to start to rely on their own critical thinking. And and, and if if for no other reason, I'm going to make the argument that you will fare better making your own mistakes than making the mistakes guided by other people. We're talking with Joel Green. His website is veep, V-E-E-P dot com. And it is the place to go if you want real information about effective nutrition. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips. With 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. Hi, I'm Ashley Grace, co-founder of H-Hemp Company. Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started H-Hemp Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from H-Hemp Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try H-Hemp Company products. Search H-Hemp Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping. That's H-Hemp Company and code SHR. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman Radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive. Productive at RenewLifeRx.com. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. 
Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. Welcome back to Superhuman Radio. We're talking with Joel Green. So Marcus Engdahl is the uh, gentleman who uh, we were talking about. I couldn't think of his name, but he actually just posted on today's show. And, and, and I want to I enter his, his opinion into this discussion and, and get you to respond, Joel. He, I, he, said, he said, how does one detect dubious science? There are signs. I said, well, please tell me what they are, and I'll mention them on the air. He said, I think the point of controlled experiments is that critical thinking, uh, uh, in quotations, is frequently off. Richard Feynman, F-E-Y-N-M-A-N, has some brilliant quotes about this. So his assertion is that, that critical thinking is flawed. And, and to some degree, I would agree with him from the standpoint that critical thinking is built on what you know to be true, and I think a lot of people are confused about what is true, and that may science has contributed to that as well. What do you think? Well, um, first of all, so so backing up, what science is ultimately is a method. That's what it is. It's it's a method of trying to eliminate the biases in our thinking. But that's what it is. So based on that, anybody can actually do it if you follow the method. Um, the, what we get into, though, is sort of this idea that that's the only way that we can know what's true. Um, what, and I would just I would say, well, no, of course, that's ridiculous. Um, and it never used to be assumed that that was the only way that we could know what's true. I mean, the majority of science scientists would not have agreed with that. Um, there, were, there used to be very distinct sort of uh, demarcations between philosophy and science. Um, and questions that we assumed, well, science empiricism really can't answer this question. And but so I, I think part of it gets to part of the answer here is is the idea that empiricism underlying the underlying belief is the idea that empiricism can answer all questions and that we can't rely on our thinking. But let me let me give a practical example. So one would be um, actually let me give a few. So let's let's take forest bathing for example. Um, you're familiar with forest bathing, right, Carl? I don't think so. Forest bathing? Yeah, so forest bathing is... Oh, just being out in the wilderness, then, in other words. Yeah, it's just taking three days going out into the woods and, and okay. being away. From, so so this is a thing that that sort of it, in, intuition tells me that this is, this is good. This is good for my body. This is healthy. My intuition says that. My observational experience tells me that that's true. I go to the forest for three days and I come out and I feel incredible. I talk to other people who've done it. Everybody says the same thing. I feel incredible. I feel my thoughts cleared up. Um, I started getting really creative. My energy shot through the roof. It's empirically validated. So we can, we can test biomarkers. And when people go into the forest for three days and they go out, uh, all of their biomarkers shoot through the roof. So as a way of knowing what is true, um, our intuition can lead us to what's true. Observation can lead us to what's true. Um, there, are, there are different paths to get to what is true. 
Um, and empiricism very often gets us there, absolutely gets us there. Uh, I think one of the observations I had was that it's not the only way, and it never used to be assumed that it was the only way. It's only in the last 20 years that, that we've come to this place of like, which is scientism, which is that the only way we can know anything is that science can answer absolutely everything. And that science itself is free from bias and that institutional bias does not creep into the science clergy and that science is this closed belief system. And if you don't get on board, you're an idiot. Um, and that's not to say that, I mean, you and I both know lots of scientists and these are some of the smartest people in the world. And, uh, you know, I personally know a lot of guys that that um, are brilliant people, brilliant thinkers that are scientists, um, capable of incredible insights and very humble. And so I, I think this is what we're talking about here is really that how do you know, how can we know what's true? And it started with grounding. And like personally, yeah, this works. I know it works. I've seen it. I've I've seen the measurements done when we were at Quest, like within thirty minutes. That that was undeniable. And so so saying that 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 grounding does nothing after it, it completely eliminated uh, the Rouleau effect, which is a well known phenomenon. Uh, to me, is is being ignorant of seeing. I mean, for me to say no, it doesn't do anything after seeing that. It w- I would be disingenuous. I also want to mention something else. So I I looked up um, Richard. Uh, Feynman, and I looked at some of his quotes, and the, I predicted that Marcus Engdahl would post this one. Um, and and it was the first principle is that you must not fool yourself, and you are the easiest person to fool. But the quote before that, "What I cannot create, I do not understand," implies the blindness of people to create scientific experiments to prove or disprove things. Because if, you, if you're studying something, you don't understand it. You don't understand how to study it in the first place. And this is also one of Feynman's quotes. And another one of his quotes that speaks directly to this, nature uses only the longest threads to weave her patterns so that each small piece of her fabric reveals the organization of the entire tapestry, which basically means to me that if you're standing in the center of the United States, you can't see New York, you can't see California, but they're connected. So, you know, Feynman, in my humble opinion, doesn't substantiate or support Marcus Engdahl's opinion here at all. And quite a few of his, 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 his quotes reveal that. Well, you know, an- another thing I was thinking about, too, was um, so, so Marcus in that thread and, and Marcus, if you're listening, this isn't, this isn't about you personally. It's yeah, no, no. Marcus is a great guy. I've known him for years. He yeah. lives in Italy. He's a wonderful guy. Yeah. This, this is really just about, um, biases in our thinking and really like you said, Carl, this is about the listener and really learning to think for yourself. And this, that's what this is really about. So there was the example given that, well, because the uh, grounding people did, a couple of the scientists were involved in some grounding thing, we can't trust their research. You know, we can't trust it. Well, if that's the case, we have to discount 90% of the research out there because it's all funded by some interested party. Even the money that comes through the NIH is not all tax dollars. The NIH receives grants from companies like Monsanto, and a lot of their research never gets published because it doesn't meet the endpoints that they want to see. Absolutely. Like, let's take Metagenics, for example. Metagenics does research on their products, which so we could say, well, then you can't trust their research. But listen, I've used their products. Their products are astounding. And to me, the fact they do research on their products actually is a sign of credibility. 
This is another one of his quotes. I really like this guy. Our imagination is stretched to the utmost, not as in fiction, to imagine things which are not really there, but just to comprehend those things which are there. This guy was brilliant. And, and I don't, he's not, he's not saying that if science doesn't prove it, it doesn't exist at all. And a lot of these quotes, I mean, this guy is really, really smart. But again, my, my position is this. There are a lot of things that have been proven in science that have then been disproven. We've seen this. We've seen this. I mean, it, it doesn't even require supporting evidence. I mean, we can go back to the beginning of time when they used mercury to cure to cure syphilis. They thought they were curing syphilis with it. And so what I think for me personally, not everybody in the audience, but for me personally, I, I have been through the medical orthodoxy when I was sick. And if I would have followed their advice, I wouldn't be alive today. I know that. I say that with complete confidence. And I think that I'm smart enough to understand uh, simple uh, concepts, and most of these scientific concepts are fairly simple. I also can look at evolution and see where we came from, what we were exposed to, and how we are diseased today. And I can make my own decisions, and at the end, I would rather make my own decisions and make my own mistakes then follow some science promoted by a doctor that five years from now they're going to find out isn't accurate. I mean, we're seeing that now with cholesterol. I mean, we're seeing it with everything, every single thing that we were sure of 10 years ago and 15 years ago. We're going, oh, I guess it wasn't that way. So I'm, I'm a proponent of make your own bad decisions. Don't take the bad decisions of other people. Man, so – we were talking about this show yesterday, and I, I, I mentioned, like, you know, uh, what we see a lot of today is people that have are very, you know, guruish, well credentialed, and what they're doing is they're dressing up their own preferences as science, and they're using the authority of science uh, and the clergy of, you know, being sort of a religious figure to say this is the truth, and you, how dare you question it. And there, there's a there's a very famous website that a few years ago I got uh, involved in some forums on. Long story short, uh, this the, the the guy that runs it, you know, he's very well credentialed, and he's got a bias. He's a vegan, which is fine, good for you. You know, I I, I eat lots of plants too, but he was collating tons and tons of research to say that the research is clear. There's no question in it. Like uh, like animal foods are bad. Don't even dare question it. And I just simply took the more current research, which showed things like, well, when you're talking about cholesterol, you're really talking about hypo versus hyper response responders and, you know, genetic alleles. And so it's really not true that, you know, these like, eggs are bad, for example. Now, if you have a if you have a genetic predisposition towards uh towards cholesterol, then yeah, it can be true. But but the more recent research refuted the body of research he was and long story short, was not open to it, wouldn't even comment back in the threads. Just just really it was like it was like having a religious argument with somebody. And this is somebody that, you know, is very well credentialed and, and is doing everything under the aegis of science. And that's a lot of what's out there in particularly in nutrition nowadays. 
I want to read. I want to read uh, a couple of things from Marcus because I want him to have a voice. And 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 again, I love Marcus. He's a great guy. He he provokes people to think, and there's nothing more than you can expect from somebody than to provoke you to think. He said, my point is that the evidence for grounding is very weak. Is there an effect? I'm not advocating scientism, but asking for evidence. And I think that if Marcus was there and saw what happened with the blood after grounding for 30 minutes, he would say, wow, there's something interesting going on here. But that doesn't mean, and I'm not saying that grounding does any of the things that the people who uh, would purport to sell you grounding mats and grounding sheets and, 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 and wristbands and all that sort of stuff say. But what I am saying is that it seems to me that through evolution, we were in contact with the earth and we're not any longer. Is there a value to that? Very, very well, maybe. Um, is it erring on the side of caution to ground once in a while? Absolutely. And guess what? Every time you take a shower... You ground. I've done this myself. I put the one end of a probe from a volt ohm meter in the ground side of the a GFI socket in my bathroom and put the other end of the probe directly in the shower stream and it went to ground. So every time you shower, you're grounding for 10 minutes at a time. Uh, is there a value to that? I don't know. Is that why showers feel so good? Probably not. There's also an effect of the pitter-patter of the water on the skin that releases norepinephrine. There are other benefits. But could grounding be part of the reason a shower feels so good? I'm not discounting that. Not at all. And and last quote from Richard Feynman. It doesn't matter how beautiful your theory is. It doesn't matter how smart you are. If it doesn't agree with experiment, it's wrong. But I would then go back and invoke what I cannot create, I do not understand. And if you don't understand... How can you scientifically study it? That's what I'm saying. When it comes to science, we have blind spots. Not one, but many. Sometimes it's just understanding what to study. It's not just setting up the endpoints. Yeah, I would, I would, I would just, so Marcus, I'm sure you're listening. What, what I would offer is um, I, I think your skepticism of, and Listen, when it comes to grounding, I, I honestly could care less. I mean, it's it's not like a yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a stump speech guy for grounding. I really couldn't care. Um, but what I think is interesting is that um, the reason that Marcus is skeptical that there isn't evidence is because the evidence that there is, um, uh, some of it comes from uh, an author who's affiliated with um, a lab that does grounding, and therefore Marcus' assumption is that well, he's biased, but yet. When we look at that as a whole, that 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 sort of implies that science could be skewed. Yeah, and what it, what it's implying is that um, so science itself today is an institution, and and when you look at institution, you find that there are many theories in science that are actually institutional institutionalized theories, and that if you're going to do research. Uh, you better do it for an institutionalized theory if you want to get paid. So there's no money for some theories that are not institutionalized, that are contrary to institutional theories. And that in itself is a bias. So uh, my point on that is, look, there's data here. Just because the guy works for a company that promotes grounding doesn't mean the data itself is bad. Yes, the data could be biased, but 
I would say the data is biased for virtually every scientific study that's out there. Yes, absolutely. Because no science is done in a vacuum. All scientists have a theory. That theory is born in their head. They have ownership. It's like giving birth. And then they set out to either prove or disprove the theory. But let's be honest. They want to prove the theory. They want to be someone who, uh, who proves something that contributes to science. So just from this, the, 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 the standard approach to the scientific process, there is bias. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's wanna, a, go ahead, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, there's, there's a, um, so the, the scientific method, or what we call the scientific method, has become an institutional process. And so there's a, there's a bias in the method itself, and it's that the institutional process has an unshakable reliability, meaning that this process frees us from the, the institutional corruption that happens in every other area in human, human existence. And that in itself is a bias that it is not true. Let me give you some examples. Um, so there was in the eugenics in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Right. Eugenics was the scientific darling of the day. There was not a – if you wanted to be anybody in scientific circles, you better be a eugenicist. Um, and eugenics is the science of improving human population. It's, it's an offshoot of Darwinism. So it's, it's, a, it's improving human populations by controlling breeding to increase uh, desirable characteristics. Yeah, That's and it's, 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 it's something we do with livestock. We just right. can't, we can't do it with people. <laughs> right. But uh, there was an institutional bias of the day, which was eugenics. Um, and then uh, World War II happened, the Nazis, 1944, war crimes. Ooh, next thing you know, bam. Boy, you better not be a eugenicist. Okay, <laughs> but then what we found was in the fifties, uh, the Soviets had a bias in all of their sciences. So it's, the Soviets were doing um, they were doing science. Uh, Trofim Lysenko was a geneticist. He re- he rejected Mendelian genetics because he thought it conflicted with Marxism. So the Soviets and the entire Soviet science space spent all these decades, sort of in the dark ages, while Watson and Crick were moving forward because of this gigantic institutional bias under the aegis of science. So here's these guys doing all this experiments, using the scientific method, calling themselves scientists, and they're just all inherently, it's this gigantic institutional bias. So the point of that is, show me where there is no bias. It's just that that in itself is just not true. It's not true the scientific method will will keep us from bias. It's just not true. I want to take a break. I want to change the subject a little bit about something that's really fascinating to me. I want to get your opinion on it uh, because I don't know many people who are as intelligent about the gut and the immune system as you. I want to leave this um, this discussion with saying this. I am sure of nothing. However, I choose to follow my own decisions. But I am sure of nothing because everything is changing. But when you use the backdrop of evolution to compare things to, you see with greater confidence whether or not you're right or wrong about some of these theories. I also want to give a shout-out to B.J. Emmer. Uh, he just posted on Facebook that he and I have been friends for eight years. He said, some friends change your life. Thanks, buddy, for everything. Can't say it enough, and that's a sweet thing to tell me because that's why I do this show. It's not the money because I'm broke. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more Superhuman Radio. Stay tuned.
What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive. Productive at RenewLifeRx.com. You've got your devices and apps that track your activity, workouts, sleep, and diet. You have your medical records and blood work. All this data and none of it is integrated, so you can see a true snapshot of just what progress you're making and where. Now you can securely centralize all this data and become the CEO of your health. Heads Up Health gives you powerful dashboards, charts, and tools to connect all your data into meaningful information. One seamless platform. Go to Heads Up HeadsUpHealth.com today. Use code SHR and get 20% off your subscription. That's HeadsUpHealth.com and use code SHR. If you suffer from abdominal bloating, relief is here. Introducing Atrantil. Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts, in the small bowel. That's why works while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found relieve their symptoms, and it's available without a prescription because is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic. Plus, it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L Even the name is proven to make you feel better. Go to lovemytummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at lovemytummy.com. Lovemytummy.com Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips. With 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. Spit that out right now. This is the Superhuman Channel. 
Welcome back. We're going to change the topic a little bit because we beat the scientism thing to death. You get the point. You know, if science doesn't make sense to you or you, you feel something different about it, then choose your own path for now. Um, so emerging research is coming out uh, using low-dose sporadic rapamycin. Rapamycin is a anti-rejection drug, very powerful one that keeps your body from attacking uh, newly implanted foreign organisms like heart and kidneys and stuff like that. Uh, these anti-rejection drugs make people very susceptible to getting sick. Why? Because they literally shut down the immune system. And when we talk about the immune system, we talk about the gut. It's all the same thing. That's where it is. It's like talking about the brain. We know we're talking about the head. Your brain isn't in your foot. And so what we're starting to discover, when we start to connect some of these dots, and, that, and I want your opinion to, to, to tell me where I am on this. Am I right? Am I wrong? A lot of the early research done on fasting and intermittent fasting, especially deep dive fasts, like 72-hour fasts once every month. Uh, we know that fasting has been shown to actually um, make people prone to getting sick, which to me means it shuts down the immune system. Um, the, the rapamycin research that's being done right now, when they give humans a single dose, it has a 12-hour half-life of rapamycin once every two weeks, Amazing things start happening to their bodies, anti-aging things, reversal of diseases, uh, which is con counterintuitive. Wait, you're shutting the immune system off and the diseases are going away. How could that be? And I'm starting to come to the conclusion that just about all of the diseases of modernity are, uh, are uh, revolve around autoimmunity. We just found a study that we, we I posted on Facebook yesterday that shows that glaucoma is autoimmune in nature. We know that... Parkinson's disease is autoimmune in nature. We could go down the list, arthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. We can list all the diseases today, and we can find and trace back some level of autoimmunity being linked to the onset of these diseases. So is it possible, Joel, in mm. your divine wisdom, <laughs> that the answer to a long, healthy life is not having necessarily a robust immune system, but having one that's not preoccupied with fighting wars. Ah, uh, boy, man, um, that's a whole show. Um, let me just take a quick stab at that. Uh, you absolutely have to have a healthy immune system. Um, and the answer to both is um, yes. So you, you absolutely have to have a healthy immune system uh, from the perspective of mitigating cancer risk, um, the proper metabolism, all kinds of things. Um, you also need to have an immune system that is not perpetually switched on. And yeah, so that's, that's, they kind of both relate. And as they, as they relate to mTOR signaling or rapamycin, um, again, that's a whole show, but what I would say with that is that you can't really talk about that without talking about, um, adipose tissue and adipose mass, because, uh, when it comes to immunity, that's your crossroads. So th the reality is that people could age better and live longer if they, A, paid attention to the things that they actually have an immune response to, you know, something you eat that gets you itchy or stuffy nose or uh, which is like the IgG version. But then there's also other um, uh, tests that you can run for, for um, food sensitivities and, and, and compound sensitivities. But then the, the, the whole 
environmentally introduced things that are in our food and in our water. And so, so the, the, to me, if you really want to harness health, it, it's, it's like you have a country. One of the most expensive things that a country has to develop and de- design its resources for is the military. If you have a country that's constantly at war, you're going to drain and deplete the resources of the country. If you have a country that has a very strong military, maintains a strong military, but they don't have to fight a lot of wars, then the the resources can be conserved. I look at the body the same way. If you have a really good immune system, God bless you, but if it allows you to live and ignore the day-to-day insults of the things you feed it and the things you come in contact with, at some point in time, you're going to run out of rope and you're going to get sick. So the key is to have a robust immune system, but that sits on its hands and isn't fighting wars all the time. Thoughts on that? Go ahead. No, I'm asking you for thoughts on that. Expand on it. Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> Yes, um, it gets to so what you're what you're talking about. This is actually several chapters in the book I have coming out. But what what you're talking about gets to um, immune signaling and how do we harness um, immune signaling to our benefit? And so the cliff notes is that you is that your your gut is connected to your adipose mass and your adipose mass is the crossroads and that the specific mix of your adipose mass uh, constituents is really the determinant of a whole body immunity. And from this, everything comes. So cancer, everything comes from this. And when you harness um, the power to control the mix of what constitutes your adipose mass, you harness the power to control immunity, and then you harness the power to live longer. So anything that that kind of gives your immune system a break, such as intermittent fasting, fasting apparently does uh, kind of uh, shut down the immune system. Uh, I'm also very interested in this rapamycin. Um, obviously, it's not something that a doctor can easily prescribe because it's a very powerful drug, and it's usually only given to people who are uh, trying to uh, force anti-rejection of a of a, a body part that's been replaced. I'm very interested in other things that may have a rapamycin-like effect that could be used intermittently uh, to help give the immune system a day off, so to speak. Any ideas on any other, other than fasting, any other nutritional protocols or things that you can do to help literally turn down your immune system? Yeah, so uh, briefly in our time here, this is actually probably the core of the book I'm writing right now is, is this topic. Um so the first thing is that you don't need rapamycin. There's lots and lots of things that will do the trick for you. Um, and in fact, um, if you're thinking about taking rapamycin, you definitely don't want to be on a keto diet if that's if that's what you're thinking of doing because you'll actually wind up um, hyperactivating your immune system. Um, but the the um, the easiest. So what we're talking about here is really activation of the uh, the AMPK pathway, which is which opposes the the mTORC and TORC1 pathway complexes, the IIS pathway. And the, so there's there's lots of things that will do that. Probably the simplest uh, is berberine, which uh, is a, it's analogous to metformin. 
Um, and I think that everybody should be cycling berberine in and out of what they do. Um, so th- that's kind of like the, the simple quick thing. What about, what about, uh, um, um, resveratrol that's been compared favorably to metformin as well. Yeah. So, um, resveratrol is a, is a class of compounds called the still beans and the still beans, uh, act uh, genetically. They act on what's called the sirtuin family of proteins. Uh, the sirtuins, uh, resveratrol specifically acts on sirtuin one. Um, and the sirtuin family of proteins are genetic programs that activate to induce all of the beneficial effects that we like uh, from inhibition of the mTOR pathway, which is what rapamycin does. Um, and so sirtuin-1, which is activated by resveratrol, uh, does that. Um, these are catabolic processes, so I can tell you... like I, that, I, that was my next question. What does this mean to muscle uh, acquisition and maintenance? Well, so what I'll tell you, what I do is three days a week, I go into like a hyper version of this. I use like the most cutting edge stuff known. I use a lot of it. And it like literally you shrink fast. It's the opposite of steroids. (laughs) Right. So it's a lever. And if you slam it all the way down, you're getting a lot of good things. Uh, I do it primarily for longevity and as a, as a cancer protective measure. But yeah, man, you should like, like Carl, when you come out here, we'll do it. And noticeably, like, you're just like, why am I so small? And it's because of really stepping on the AMP K lever. So, so, so the reality is you don't, so you can be in the growth phase, according to the study on rapamycin, they're doing it one dose every two weeks and it's half-life is 12 hours. So it's, it's too short of a period of time to, you know, develop a disease, uh, come in contact with a cold and get, and die from it. But that once every two weeks appears to have profound effects. So what you're saying is, here's what you do. You're, you, you train hard, you stay anabolic, and one day every two weeks you go down this rabbit hole where you just shut off all the uh, mTOR machinery and you, you literally shut the immune system down. Uh, maybe you stay home that day and rest, but you shut it off, and that brief time that it's off has a ripple effect for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I, that, that is probably true with, um, the drug with rapamycin. Um, I, I actually do something personally a bit more or a lot, lot more aggressive than that, where it's a weekly thing that I'm doing, but, um, minimally, yeah, I would say that's a, that's a great idea if you have access to that drug, but even if you don't, uh, just even, even berberine is a really good analog. How much berberine should I take and should I take it daily or should I just do the once every two week deep dive? Um, what I would say start with a once every two week deep dive. Um, and, and berberine is, you know, it's, it's a lot to say about that, but it's, I, I don't take anything daily. Um, but yeah, start with, start with every two weeks and, and go from there. And, uh, like 1200 milligrams is good. 1200 milligrams in one dose or is that divided over the course of a day? No, just one dose. But you'd want to do it in the morning. You'd want to do it uh, in the morning fasted. Berber, berberine affects blood sugar levels. Should people who are not metabolically flexible ease into that large of a dose? No, it's actually um, it's actually very good. It's it's a it's a diabetic treatment, so it's actually very good for people who have diabetes. Yeah, and it, it definitely uh, impacts blood sugar in a very very powerful way. What I would say is 
if you're going to go train on berberine, that's another animal you might want to ease into that. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you want to summarize anything that we've discussed today? We're coming to the end of the interview. Oh, uh, think for yourself. Um, <laughs> be willing to think for yourself. Look at a variety of opinions. Um, you can, you can. We live in an era where you can, you can master knowledge very rapidly. Um, uh, I tend to go right to research. I, I tend not to go to anything anybody else is saying typically. Um, and with respect to this convo, yeah, um, it's a really good idea to trip the switch, uh, the, the AMP K switch, uh, once every two weeks. Very good idea. Thanks for being on the show today. All right, Carl. Thank you. Talk to you later. Uh, visit VEEP.com and learn more about sensible nutrition, the middle of the road nutrition, the place where we belong, not the far left or far right of extreme diets. Uh, and check out uh, all of Joel's work there. And, of course, don't forget to visit um, Bullfrog Nutrition in, New in uh, Toledo, Ohio this weekend. Dr. Jeff will be there. Say hello. Show him some love. Uh, Marcus Engdahl, thank you for uh, contributing to today's show. Uh, you're always thought-provoking. And uh, that's it for today. We'll see. we got a great show tomorrow. If you have a pet, you got to listen to tomorrow's show. There are pet food wars going on that you don't know about that are designed to keep the status quo so that your dog or cat will develop diabetes, uh, heart disease, and cancer. Uh, and the truth is that they don't have to. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening today.